Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Above180.com podcast is Graham Faw. Graham recently became the first Canadian-born player to win the Barbasol PBA World Championship. Graham, Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, Graham, you were the first Canadian-born player to win the PBA Players' Championship. Has that sunk in yet? And after thinking about it, what does that mean to you? Uh, that's definitely sunk in. Um, I mean, I had a long drive back home to think about it. And uh, it means, I mean, I can say it means a lot, but uh, to prove it's really hard. I mean, I've had so much support from Canada, all over the U.S., people I competed with internationally, collegiately, all, all over the world, um, just throughout the week saying, you got this, congratulations, great bowling. And then when I just made the TV show, I mean, I, I couldn't look at Facebook. I couldn't keep up with the notifications. I couldn't look at my phone. There were texts coming. I reply to one, I get four more texts. So I, I just put all that stuff aside. The support that was shown to me this week was just incredible. So I'm glad I can win it not only for myself, but for everybody else as well. Yeah, so talk about that because that's something I think here that us uh, United States, you know, people born in America, that we kind of, I don't know what to say you take for granted, but just that country pride. I mean, Team USA, obviously you have it in Bowling for Your Country. I've talked to people that'll say just how, how amazing it is to, you know, win win medals and, and bowl for, you know, Team USA. But talk about how it is when you're out on the PBA tour, because I've witnessed it at the World Series, where it's like you, you kind of see the guys from, you know, Canada kind of hanging out together and the guys, you know, the guys from China hang. Everyone's kind of in their own little group. And that had, you know, this has to even add to that and, and just a kind of you're one big family. Yeah, definitely. The bowling community as a whole is a really tight-knit group. Um, we all have each other's backs in one way or another, and you don't really think that way because we're always shown as opponents. We're always bowling against each other. We're stealing money from each other. 
in earnings. But at the end of the day, yeah, we always talk to one another, um, wish each other the best of luck. Yeah, when you bowl even against your my fellow team Canada teammates, uh, we always talk together before and after each tournament just to try and help represent our country the best. I'm sure every country does it the same. You develop just great relationships with people all over the world. So it's like before, after the tournament, you guys are like the best of friends. And during the tournament, you guys are just opponents. So let's, It's kind of a cool relationship. Yeah, so let's uh, take us back to Sunday. I mean, you had three lefties, you know, yourself, Ryan Simonelli, and Jesper Svensson on the left side, and then uh, Sam Cooley and Norm Duke on the right side. So did you notice from when you were able to practice on the lanes to when you actually got the bowl in the title match sitting as uh, the first seed, did you notice any transition, and uh, how were you able to deal with that? Uh, well, yeah, Jesper's urethane ball definitely leaves – its footprint on that left side of the lane there. It not only does it take away the front, the front of the lanes a lot, but you notice the carry down so much more. Dealing with that throughout the week, it was really tough. I had to look ahead at each game just to see if who on the left side had touched it. And many times I, I was following Jesper, so I was able to develop a strategy to try and counteract the carry down that he put on the lanes, but it, it would be very finesse, um, slower ball speed, just to try and get the ball to take off the end of the pattern the right way. Uh, because if not, I, I left a lot of seven pins following yesterday. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask how you were able to combat that. And did you see, did the other lefties, were they able to maybe keep up with it as quick as you were? I mean, in, in you know, Ryan Simonelli, in your title match against him, you know, Ryan threw the ball great, just really didn't carry, um, you know, shooting what he shot, uh, you know, shooting uh, <laughs> to 44. I mean, it's like uh, you, you got to think, you know, it was just a matter of a few shots for you carrying and him not, you know, and was it for you just a slower ball speed or was it even sometimes maybe having to ball up, which seems kind of goofy or, or make major adjustments? Both myself and Ryan, we, it seemed like we both used the same adjustments we've used all week and the same types of equipment that we've used all week. But following Jesper can definitely be tricky. What's even trickier is following Ryan and Jesper because Ryan, he typically just plays outside in the friction. He'll just, burn up the front on the left side and then you have Jesper's carry down down lane where I felt I had to get right in the fronts of Ryan's uh, of Ryan's lay down and still find a way to have the ball turn the corner with Jesper's carry down um, Ryan's way of combating it was staying further left and throwing it harder and my way of combating it was throwing it right and throwing it slower both worked throughout the week each time um, on the show, I just think it really came down to who carried more shots because I was confident Ryan wasn't going to miss the pocket. He's a phenomenal bowler. Um, obviously, he knows a lot in the sport of bowling, and he knows how to bowl for the money. So I wasn't expecting any help from him. And I just I want to hit the pocket as many shots as possible, give myself a chance to strike, and move on to the next frame. So I think you hit on something there that um, some of us right-handed bowlers always came to, seem to give the lefties a little bit of grief for, saying, oh, you never have to adjust, you never have to move. Uh, doesn't sound like that was the case, especially when you're following, number one, when you're out on the PBA tour, because there is a, a, a more, you know, a number of lefties out there, but then the different stereo, you know, the uh, styles of all the lefties also. So just talk about your, you know, you've talked about your moves the entire week, so that's kind of, you know, a stereotype that 
you know, maybe holds true in your normal league, but uh, definitely once you reach the PBA regionals and the PBA tour, not so much. Yeah, you definitely have to stay on top of your uh, transition game. You have to just pick up on when you have to move, what kind of moves you have to make, whether it's um, a lateral movement with your feet, whether it's a ball speed adjustment, equipment choice. There, there's a lot you have to be prepared to do and make that decision quick and commit to that shot in order to have a lot of success over there. So, Graham, back in 2014, you were the first bowler to roll an 800 series at the USBC Open Championships. Talk about why you're even in Reno and how you kind of put your team together. Well, actually, that Reno story is actually probably one of my most fun stories to tell. Um, the only reason we actually bowled the Open Championships that year was because um, my team, my collegiate team, Urbana University, uh, made the collegiate nationals and Chris Vi made it for singles as did his teammate Kevin Donovan so there was just a bunch of us that made the collegiate nationals in different ways and we just decided since we're already going to Reno we might as well just get a team together and bowl the open championships so it was really kind of like a last minute thing like we threw on Kevin Donovan's dad to our team just so we can have a fifth and we came out there bold, and we bowled great as a team. All, all of us bowled great individually, and our team score was great. The 800 was unbelievable. That's my first time ever bowling in the stadium and ever bowling the Open Championships. And, yeah, everything was just going not just my way, but our way as a team. And Graham, as we are talking about Reno, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one of our great sponsors, the Nugget Casino Resort. If you're looking for a room out there, check them out. Use promo code GAB180. Going to get you a great room rate of $45 during the week, 69 on the weekend. That includes your resort fees, so no hidden fees when you're staying out there. Great stuff. Uh, tons of restaurants. Got a Gillies, free shuttle to the airport, movie theater, In-N-Out Burger close by, Starbucks, 1,400 rooms, eight restaurants, all the gaming that you could ask for got the sports book. Great stuff, so make sure you check that out. Again, that's the Nugget Casino Resort. Use promo code GAB180. Again, check them out, nuggetresort.com for all your details. Graham, you bowl collegially at Urbana University, located in Ohio. You bowl for Team Canada. Talk about how you're able to use that experience for this whole week of the Barbasol PBA Players Championship and ultimately use it in your title match against Ryan Simonelli? Well, bowling in college, um, you're surrounded by a team. Uh, you get to know the guys. You go to school with guys. You have classes. You hang out um, out of classes. You know these guys. These guys are like your family while you're out in college. Um, and bowling with them, it, it, it helps a lot because in the instance of the college nationals, um, I think I needed to throw two strikes for us to advance. Otherwise, our season will be over. Whereas an individual competition, if you don't strike, just you're 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 done. So you have six or seven guys behind you, like just depending on you to throw the best shot that you can, just so their season also doesn't end. Um, so that's actually a lot of pressure to have on your shoulders as a bowler. Um, that a lot of people don't get to experience. I mean, a lot of bowlers are used to singles competition, maybe doubles, depending on what kind of tournaments they do. Um, so not a lot of people understand that kind of pressure. And I'd like to see it more in bowling. 
Um, I love the Baker formats. I'd like to see utilized more. As for Team Canada, um, international events, bowling for medals is a lot different than bowling for money. A lot of bowlers bowl for money because that's their sole source of income and that's what they need to do to survive financially. Um, but bowling for metal, it's like bowling for pride. Like not just pride, like as a bowler, but pride for your country. You have like a whole nation behind you rooting for you, cheering for you. Like with every shot, you have to like satisfy your fans, everyone that like grew up watching your family. Like they make sure to send your support. They'll tell you over Facebook, text messages, emails, they'll tell you they're all behind you. And it's really humbling, and I'm blessed to be given a chance to do all this. So what does lie in the future of Graham Faw? Can we expect to see you out on tour full-time? Are you going to kind of do some of the part-time stuff? Where can we expect to see you? Yeah, um, yeah, I basically committed to myself, telling myself that I will bowl full-time on the PBA tour for as long as I can, as long as I can make it work financially. All right. And, and so far, it's been off to a great start, so I hope that I can have a very long career doing it. So I'm looking at a great piece here from Jeff Riggles on 11thframe.com where it talks about uh, your relationship with Motive. And Jeff had a chance to chat with Brett Spangler and talking about Motive and just, um, I mean, it's amazing. So it looks like you you hadn't thrown a Motive ball before the uh, before TV. Is that correct? I have thrown one Motive ball in my life prior to two weeks ago. At the Masters, I, I had equipment that was a year old, and I thought I could make it work at the Masters. I could not make it work at the Masters, let me tell you. So after the Masters, I, well, at the time of the Masters, I was rooming with uh, two motive staffers, uh, Zach Wilkins and Andrew Grass. And so just talking bowling at the Masters, and I was thinking, like, all right, so what kind of motive stuff is, is out there? I haven't thrown their stuff in a very, very long time. And I met Brett a few years ago, and we've talked since then. So I just got his phone number from him and texted him and be like, hey, I haven't really thrown a motive ball in X amount of years. I'm curious. I see a lot of people throwing it. I want to know what the hype's about. So he gave me a couple balls to drill up before the Players' Championship, and they matched up very well. And so he gave me a few more and a few more and a few more, and they were striking a lot in my hands, that's for sure. Well, great stuff. Again, Graham Fodd joining us today on the Above180.com podcast. Graham, my final question for you. We all know the tournament. It is called the the uh, PBA Players' Championship. One of the traditions of that tournament is getting the Barbasol uh, shaving cream bath there, you could say. Was that something that whoever won, they knew it was coming? They just didn't know from who, basically? No, I honestly had no idea it was coming. <laughs> I mean, it's called the Barbasol Players Championship. I guess I should have seen it coming. But uh, I'm kind of glad I was mainly focused on bowling rather than avoiding the giant Barbasol shaving cream uh, slaps in the face. But uh, no, I, it, that was done by Brett and Nick, who helped me out all week long. How They had to slap 
shaving cream in my face. They deserved it, that's for sure. <laughs> well, great stuff again. Graham Fodd joining me today on the Above180.com podcast. And Graham, before we go here, I have to mention, check out BowlingThisMonth.com if you haven't already. Instant access, money-back guarantee, thirty-seven ninety-five for one year. It's bowling's best and most complete technical resource. Got the ball reviews on their website, Instant Access. Looking at it right now, you can see the new reviews. Got the Brunswick Danger Zone, which just came out. Also, the Ultimate Nirvana, one of the new uh, great pieces from Brunswick. Also seeing the Storm Fight and Storm Phase out there. So check those out. Seeing great articles from Joe Slowinski, Susie Minchu, Mike Jazz, now a friend of the program here, and Steve Furman with the piece on Every Bowler's Goal, which is one of those great articles that everyone needs to read. Again, check out all that and more at BowlingThisMonth.com. Uh, Graham, Thanks for taking some time. Like you said, I know you've been getting inundated here uh, with messages and texts and all that good stuff. So I appreciate you taking some time to join me. Well, thank you very much, Tim. 